spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. I miss the good old days when our president would pause and think for a moment before he spoke and opened his mouth instead of backpedaling everything that is said. Really? I hate that. I don't miss those days at all. Last thing I want is the old presidents who thought before they spoke. I much rather prefer the president who speaks his mind and then goes uh, back and says, look, here's the deal. Here's the here's what's happening. You people are blowing this all out of proportion. Uh, let's get back to business. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Marque Show. My name's Marque. And speaking of getting back to business, let's do just that, shall we? 340-104. It's kind of a weird day today. It's kind of a really, really weird day. When you look at everything that's happened since yesterday, almost immediately after I got off the air, and this always happens, I spend, <laughs> I spend like, an hour uh, going over, you know, what happened in Russia and defending Donald Trump and what happened and why he said it and this, this and that. And then he comes back out and he says, what I meant to say was not what I said, but what I meant to say was this instead. So, so whatever. I mean, that's that happens. That's, you know, that's kind of that's kind of part of the par for the course. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, the whole Donald Trump would wouldn't thing I said the word would instead of wouldn't the sentence should have been I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia sort of a double negative yeah you know what okay I don't know who wrote I don't know who came up with that one but I guess you know it's believable anyway it seems to have somewhat mildly diffused the situation at least with Republicans the Democrats the media the press the crazy Antifa people they're all and Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger I walked in today and I sat down and I said John Gosh, send me some open mics. He goes, they're all about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'm like, what is Ar- what's Arnold Schwarzenegger's problem? And Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is, first of all, looking really ragged, man. This guy, I forgot how old he is. But he's on Instagram and he's and he's sending messages to Donald Trump. President Trump, I just saw your press conference with President Putin. And it was embarrassing. I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle, like a little uh, uh, fanboy. I mean, I was asking myself, when are you going to ask him for an autograph or for a selfie or something like that? I mean, you literally sold out at this press conference, our intelligence community, our justice system, and worst of all, our country. You're the president of the United States. You shouldn't do that. I mean, what's the matter with you? I mean, whatever happened to the strong words or to the strength of Ronald Reagan when he stood there at the Berlin Wall and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What happened to all that? Yeah. Anyway, so, so so Arnold Schwarzenegger just jumping back, and you know they have this back and forth because because Donald Trump uh, doesn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger because they they hired him for The Apprentice. 
Donald Trump got fired and, you know, back and forth. There was this whole back and forth name calling thing. But that's the first thing people were talking about was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what's his problem? Wait, is this the same Arnold Schwarzenegger that's criticizing President Trump on behavior that had a 12 year affair with his maid, even having a child with her? I mean, I don't know of any other Arnold Schwarzenegger, so uh, probably yes. Wow, Arnold, what are you thinking? Maybe it is a tumor. You lost your mind, man. <laughs> I love it. Whenever you can quote kindergarten, uh, was it kindergarten cop? Was that it? Yeah. Whenever you can quote kindergarten cop on a show, you know you're having a great day. We already know that he has another Terminator movie coming out in 2019. So somebody's still trying to be in the spotlight. I didn't know that. I'm going to be honest with you. I really did not know that there was another Terminator. I should have guessed uh, that there was, but I didn't know that. And you know, I don't know that I don't know that attacking Donald Trump is going to be good for business when you're in Hollywood, because, I mean, look what happened. That's Sasha Baron Cohen show. We didn't really talk that much about it, but Sasha Baron Cohen, he's the he's the Borat comedian. And and he went out and he, he tried to dupe uh, or he did dupe rather Sarah Palin into an interview. He pretended to be a wounded veteran, stolen valor. That was a big thing. He went after a sheriff, Joe R. Pio. He did all these crazy, zany stunts, dressed up in all these crazy, zany costumes, um, made believe that he was looking for interviews with with just a myriad of different conservatives, duped them and turned it into a Showtime show. Well, it premiered on the 15th and it was like the lowest rated show. It had like 350,000 people watch it. I made a YouTube video or a Facebook video, rather, about the Jacksonville Jaguars in February that made that had four million views. So, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. Uh, I had very little to do with it, but but let's see, three hundred, like twelve times as many people watched my Facebook video as watched Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, Showtime show. That just goes to show how poorly rated it was. And this is this is now, you know, this is something that that happens currently when you attack Hollywood, when you attack or I'm sorry, when you attack the, the president, when you're in Hollywood, you suffer at the box office or you suffer in the ratings or you suffer, you know, whenever because the people that go to see Terminator movies are not the elite crowd from New York City and California. The people that go see Terminator movies or used to go see Terminator movies are the people in the red states in the middle of the country, all those people who voted for Donald Trump and probably will again. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's the first weird. That's It's weird whenever you get a bunch of open mics about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then yeah, then someone else is talking about, uh, well, oh, pardon me, Obama was back uh, in giving a speech yesterday because it was Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday. And so now you've got now you've got Barack Obama coming in and attacking the president at this speech. Politicians have always lied, but it used to be if you caught them lying, they'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> now they just keep on lying. When was I'm sorry, when it, when does, was Barack Obama president? He got caught in a lie and he was like, oh, man, you guys caught me. That, all right, that was, you got me. I'm, I'm coming clean. When did that ever happen? There's not one time in eight years that Barack Obama lied, got caught, and then was like, man, that, fu- that was a good one. That was a good try, right? That was that never happened once. It never happened with the Clintons. The, Bill Clinton, the opposite. Listen to this again. Politicians have always lied. But it used to be if you caught them lying, they'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. No, what happened was uh, Bill Clinton lied about having sex with Monica Lewinsky. He got caught. And then he went on national television and said, I never had sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. And then he got caught 
even more. And everyone was like, you clearly did. So then he had to go on TV. But he wasn't all like, oh, man, you got me. I did it. We had a cigar. It was There was this thing on the desk, and she's very limber. And none of that happened. He went on, and he gave that press conference. And, he had, you know, there was the old impeachment process. And the, 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 I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe he's maybe we're really going way back. Maybe he's talking about Herbert Hoover or Ulysses S. Grant or something like, hey, hey, U.S. Grant, you drunk again? Oh, man, you caught me. I mean, maybe that's it. I don't know. It's nothing that nothing from his eight years as president. Unfortunately, too much of politics today seems to reject the very concept of objective truth. People just make stuff up. (laughs) They, They just make stuff up. I mean, I just, I just, when, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin when you have, when you have Barack Obama talking about objective truth. It's, it's, it's almost wackier than any, he said something about it being strange times that we live in. He started talking about how this is very bizarre. Those in power seek to undermine every institution or norm. That gives democracy meaning. Yeah, he went into this whole thing about how Donald Trump is just basically weird and we're all going to get through it together. It was very, you know, it was very Barack Obama. But to sit here and say what happened to objective truth, it's almost weirder than what's happening with Donald Trump. The comments that Barack Obama made about objective truth and politicians getting caught in a lie and admitting it freely, uh, that's weirder to me than the Donald Trump correction. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. Yeah, sort of a double negative. I mean, it's just it's just the most bizarre thing ever. And 340-1045 is the number, by the way. 340-1045. You can leave some open mic. We got a lot of open mic messages, too. Uh, we got a lot. Of, we got an open mic message about uh, about this. It doesn't matter if the president misspoke or not. I always believed that the Russians did something with our election because, heck, their intelligence, it, they're, they're going to meddle. It's their job. Just like it's our intelligence's job to meddle with other countries. I mean, that's something that people don't realize either. We're, we're meddling with other countries' elections just as much as they're meddling with ours. President Donald Trump has everybody watching him like a mid-afternoon soap opera. Like lonely housewives guessing every second move. <laughs> I told you, it's a weird day. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. Quick break. We got some more of your phone calls. Uh, we've got some of your open mic messages. And I have another theory, too, that I want to share with you about this Donald Trump, Putin, Russian uh, correction statement thing. That's all coming up on News 1045 WOKV. We'll be right back. Watch what they ask for. Trump resigns. They get their worst nightmare. Mike Pence. <laughs> I know. You know, from a from a policy standpoint, you're you're absolutely right. I know there's no fear of Donald Trump resigning. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to take him out of office, kicking and or screaming. But you know, Mike Pence calling the shots uh, as the uh, as the president of the United States. That you're. I mean, from that is exactly right. One hundred percent. Mike Pence is is definitely what the Democrats don't want. Uh, you know, Donald Trump is is a. I mean, sure. On the outset, uh, you know, from the things he says and the way he acts, the Democrats hate him. But from a policy perspective, I mean, 
Mike Pence is 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 counter everything. There's no uh, there's no way they would ever be able to to sit down and and get anything they want with Mike Pence in charge. Let's go back to the phones quickly. We have a, a guy on the phone that wants to comment. He's been waiting very patiently. Three four zero one zero four five is the number, by the way. Three four zero one zero four five. Patrick in Ponte Vedra. Thank you for calling, Patrick. What do you want to say? Hey, it's Ponte Vedra, Patrick. Listen. He's just sucked all the air out of the room. Nobody can even remember who he nominated for the Supreme Court. He's taken all of the heat off of that. And now they're out there filming all these people just going crazy so they can use it in the upcoming election to show the true colors of these people. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. What do you mean? They're, who's filming who? Do you mean the protesters are filming it for their election no, or Donald no, Trump's the, uh, and the Republicans? The Republican Party is filming the left because they, they, they're just examples of craziness which i'm sure they'll run in every political ad in order to get the in order to win the uh, midterm elections no, you're right about two. That's a great point, Ponvedra Patrick. We really appreciate you calling. Uh, the first thing is that Kavanaugh has just, I mean, it's not even the back burner. They've taken him off the stove. They wrapped him in Tupperware. He's in the fridge. He's leftover. Hey, Yeah, nobody is talking about Kavanaugh and Chuck Schumer and everybody else and Nancy Pelosi. All those people who are like, we will fight. We will do whatever we can, which there's nothing they can do anyway, to get Kavanaugh, uh, you know, off of off of the Supreme Court or to keep him from be, becoming a Supreme Court justice. That whole conversation is dead. You know what they want to do now? This is really interesting to me. There was uh, there was the big thing is because here. OK, here's the deal. Nobody trusts Donald Trump in the Democratic Party. And one of the big sticking points they had was that Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin had a one-on-one -on -one meeting. They had a one-on-one -on -one meeting in Russia, okay? And they spoke with nobody else in the room. Well, well, nobody except uh, nobody except their interpreters. And now you've got, you've got Chuck Schumer and a couple of other people in Congress, get this, demanding, oh, they want to subpoena Donald Trump's interpreter, the only other person who was in the room with him at the time when he was, he was speaking with Vladimir Putin, because they just can't stand not knowing what was said between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. They just can't stand not knowing what those two leaders talked about, what kind of military discussions they had what kind of economics discussions they had what they said about china what they said about sanctions they just can't stand that donald trump who in their minds is the biggest buffoon who ever lived had a sit-down meeting with the president of russia the second strongest nuclear power one of the biggest economic threats to this entire world uh and somebody who is who is very close or getting closer every single day with our european allies they can't stand not knowing what was said so they're trying to figure out a way to get that interpreter trying to get that interpreter into Washington in front of the Senate, in front of the House of Representatives, so they can ask him what was said in the room. I'm going to be honest with you. If there's any international law professors out there, can you tell me, is there such a thing as as uh, as privileged information with your interpreter? If you need somebody to interpret English to Russian and Russian to English to those people, are they sworn to secrecy the way your doctor is or your priest is when you tell them you have a venereal disease or you cheated on your wife or you you know didn't put enough money in the collection plate? Three four zero one zero four five. Listen, there's a good chance we won't be back. Uh, not nothing I did. The uh, Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump's having a cabinet meeting that we may pick up here in just a minute. But just in case, give me a buzz. Three four zero one zero four five. This is the Marcasio. More of your phone calls, possibly next on News one zero four five WOKV.
This is the Markay Show. My name is Markay. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, big news today regarding, you know, Trump. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. And, you know, I'm going to start using that, too. I'm going to start using that, too. Like, no, I said would. I said I would like to sleep with her. But what I meant was I wouldn't. You know, or, oh, I said I would uh, come out to your charity event for free. What I, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was I wouldn't. You need to pay me. That that would work in so many, so many, uh, so, so many circumstances. <laughs> what's that? What's, yes, uh, I, I'm sorry. I said I would come to that meeting after the show. But what I meant was I, I wouldn't. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, get some lunch and play some poker. What's up, everyone? My name is Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. 340 104. Try it. Try it in your own life. Whenever you accidentally say would, just go back and say, I meant wouldn't. It worked in all circumstances. It's great. It's great. I mean, again, Donald Trump uh, changing lives for the better here in America and uh, and beyond. Pretty soon, look, the president's going to hold a cabinet meeting and it's going to be televised. I think he's going to do like a little he likes to do these open press conference cabinet meetings where the press comes in and they're going to ask him, I'm sure, a bunch of questions. And he's going to say some stuff. And it's you know, it's a smart move on his part, because, number one, it's going to get him back in front of the press. He'll probably say something that they'll run with. And it's going to put, you know, more and more of a buffer between what happened in Helsinki and what's happening here in the United States. And we're waiting, but it's going to happen any minute. But before we have to jump live to Fox News coverage of Donald Trump's cabinet meeting slash press conference, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Roy in Jacksonville. Roy, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, Roy? Well, with regards to your question about whether or not uh, Trump's interpreter can be forced to testify before Congress, the yeah. answer is clearly no. You may remember a few years back when Obama used executive privilege to shield Holder and protect him from testifying before uh, Congress. Trump could do the exact same thing. What you know, you're, that is said you, uh, in a meeting with Trump, Trump can hold that as uh, uh, keep it secret because that's the privilege of being the executive. You're right. It was uh, Eric Holder was fast and furious, I remember, and they wanted him to come and testify. And there was something about emails again. It's always emails with these people. And Eric Holder wrote to Obama and was like, hey, save me. And so Obama, you're right. He he used his executive privilege and he said you cannot uh, have Eric Holder testify because it's privileged information. But does that I mean, he is an appointed representative of the United States who swears an oath as as a leader of the Justice Department. It does an interpreter swear an oath as an interpreter under the same protection? I don't know. That's a great question. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, let's go to Rosa. Rosa, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, Rosa? Hi, Mark. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for asking. Great. I want to say is, okay, we don't have to agree on everything my President Trump is saying, but the one thing we should agree on, he's putting America first, okay? Mm. America comes first. And I love my president, okay? The fake news media, all they want to do is badger him. You know why? Because he cannot be bought, okay? He cannot be bought. But you know what? I will support my president. I support, I never, ever got into politics until President Trump got into office. And now he's he's inspired you to become politically motivated and and pay attention to what's going on and and uh, and what have you learned since then since Donald Trump came in office what are you since as someone who wasn't politically you know involved until two years ago what are you what are you figuring out what have you learned how you know everybody wants to twist everything twist words you know the Democrats 
are for illegals. They're not putting American children first. You know, no, I don't see any of those Democrats going out there to foster homes saying, oh, my gosh, how can I go ahead and help these children? I don't see them going out to saying to the military families, I'm sorry your father, I'm sorry your mother, I'm sorry your grandfather's out to sea. What can I do to help you? No, they want to go ahead and put the illegals above us. I've learned a lot. Well, it- yeah, they, you know, the, and, and that is, you know, you, you've been paying attention, Rosa. Thanks so much for calling. I appreciate it. And that is something I always talk about this, and I think I've mentioned it before on this program, but everything's based on money. If you think about it, everything's based on money. And with the Democrats, they see politics as a way to make money, which is totally wrong. There's no, no politician should come out of political life richer than they went in. Yet that's what happens with so many Democrats. It's happened with the Clintons. They were broke. They came out of, he was the governor of Arkansas. You know what the governor of Arkansas gets? paid i think a plate of barbecue and like 20 bucks a week uh you know and that and so then he gets into the white house they get out of the white house all of a sudden they're filthy rich i mean it when you can sell your power when you can st- sell state secrets when you can sell uh, you know all kinds of different uh, different you know uh, programs and and uh, nights in the lincoln bedroom i mean it, you're gonna make a lot of money and that's how a majority of, of democrats think they go into politics so that they can better themselves republicans typically are already rich when they go into politics they're businessmen they're businesswomen they're entrepreneurs they're people who've had successful medical practice like herman cain Herman Cain, perfect example. Uh, he was a very successful businessman, made millions with Godfather's Pizza. You know, was a we made uh, tons of cash as a um, as a restaurant advocate in Washington, and then he went into politics because Republicans they already have the money. They don't look as politics. Uh, they don't look at politics as a way to earn an income. They look at it as a way to give back. It's technically service. I've already made my money. I've already made mistakes. I've already learned how to take an investment and grow it. I've already learned how to how to uh, streamline an organization so that it saves money, so that it runs very fluidly and, and, and you know, uh, low cost. I've learned all these tricks of the trade. And you know where I can best use those? In the government. I can go into government and I can tell people, hey, we need to cut this fat. Hey, we need to reinvest here. We're paying way too much for that. Uh, I can go negotiate with folks because I've been doing it as a successful business person for years. That's the difference. It's all about money. But with the Democrats, it's going into politics to make the money. And with the Republicans, it's, hey, I made all this money. Let me go now and help my country. And Donald Trump is the second one of those. Donald Trump, like he doesn't even take a salary. Donald Trump doesn't even take a salary. Donates all everyone. They made a huge deal. I was watching the day of the. We have a new president of Mexico, right? I Caramba. This guy says the first thing he does, I'm going to slash my own salary. Wow, everyone was going crazy. CNN, he's slashing his own salary. What a great deal. All over the news, all over the world, you saw the president of Mexico saying he's not going to take as big a salary as everyone else. I think he cut it in half or by a third or whatnot. I don't even remember. I don't even know what the. I don't even know what he gets paid in pesos. But basic, but he, Donald Trump doesn't take anything, and you never hear anything about that. You never hear anything about that. all years about how Donald Trump's in it for himself. How he's not making any money. If anything, he's losing money. Eight three four zero one zero four five is the number. Three four zero one zero four five. George in Arlington. Hey George, thanks for calling the Marque Show. How's it going? Pretty good. How, with you, how are you doing? I'm good. What do you want to say, George? All right, uh, Eisenhower. Of course, was a general during World War II and uh, working mm-hmm. with FDR. And FDR finally realized that you can't uh, negotiate from 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 being a softy with with the Russians. 
And Eisenhower was starting to realize that, and he met with Russian leadership, and the Democrats went crazy and destroyed uh, any good that came out of that meeting. And, and Reagan said, uh, you know, these characters keep changing. They keep killing each other off. But we finally got enough uh, information out of them, and we've built up our military so we can force them to uh, be a lot better in, in the world. They have. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, a warrior mentality, and uh, that includes spying and everything else. And, and we just need to understand that, and we need a strong leader like Trump there negotiating. No, and you bring up a good point too. Leadership. I mean, it is it is all trade. You know, Ronald Reagan. It's all trickle down. And you know, Russia is a very hard country. They are a very strong country, and the reason is they do have strong leadership. Our leadership, not so much you know Donald Trump, but our leadership, Democrats and Republicans are soft, and they promote uh, they promote a very soft kind of you know uh, persona. They want the United States of America. They want us to be soft and coddled and taken care of, and they don't want us to have to work hard or fight or stand up for things you know i just i just posted a video on my facebook page about anger and how anger is actually a great way to get things done nobody does anything because they're happy and content if you're happy and content you do the opposite you do absolutely nothing and anger all this anger that you see people are like everyone's so angry and donald trump's angry hey damn right he's angry he's going over to nato conferences in germany he's uh, taking natural gas from russia who's supposed to be everybody's sworn enemy and germany's supposed to be one of our best buds well that makes him angry and from anger he gets stuff done that's how that's how he got elected Americans were angry with with decades, decades and decades of 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 cronyism and 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 corruption and uh, what do you know, just criminal activity and and prostitution basically in the White House. They were just angry with it. So they said, hey, forget everybody. We're going to vote for Donald Trump. And now look what's getting done. Anger is building our economy. Anger is building a wall at the border. Anger is giving us more money in our in our bank accounts. Every single anger is keeping us from paying as much taxes as. As we used to have to pay anger's keeping us all safer and it's all and it's all based you know so anger's not a bad thing at all um and neither is strength as we can see from russia you have a strong leader you have strong people all the way down the board and it goes right into the electric electorate you have a weak leader people who coddle you and give you everything and promise you free stuff and free education and maybe we'll give you a car and a cell phone and all you have to do is vote that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a bunch of lazy people in a country, and then you're just going to you're going to be doomed. Boom, you'll be doomed. There, I said it. Listen, we're still waiting on this press conference uh, slash cabinet meeting to start. It should start any minute now. Three four zero one zero four five. We will bring it to you live here on News one zero four five WOKV, uh, or we'll be back with more of me. That's next. Stay tuned. I miss the good old days when our president would pause and think for a moment before he spoke and opened his mouth instead of backpedaling everything that is said. Thinking is overrated. I'm all ready, fire, aim. That's how we. That's how I do this show, and that's how I expect my president to run the country. Ready, fire, aim. Wait, I missed. All right, let me, let me, let me try that. Again. <laughs> Let's take two. Reload. Three four zero one zero four five. That's our number. My name is Marque. This is the Marque Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I don't know anybody who would rather have. Uh, that's not true. I guess. I guess I do. Uh, before we get out of here, and by the way, Donald Trump is about to start his press conference here. Supposedly, I'm sorry, his cabinet meeting slash press conference. 
conference, uh, which it, it's always one of the best times of the week um, when you have the press conference and the cabinet meeting together because you get to see you really get to see people um, you know acting like they like the president when they're either scared or just totally regret having said accepted whatever position because the cameras the cameras are there and everyone looks happy and fun and everyone gets along then the cameras leave and it's a whole different ball game three four zero one zero four five let's go quickly to Jackie before we run out of time on I ninety five Jackie thank you for calling the Marque show how are you what do you want to say Hey, Mark. Um, my name is Jackie. We're driving through from Texas on our way to Melbourne for on your show. And I got to tell you what, you are spot on. You know, we've got, you know, he's President Trump. He's not Trump. He's President Trump. This man ran for president not to pat his pockets after he leaves office like Obama did, like Clinton did. He ran for true love of this country. He's shown it time and time again. And the fact of the matter is, is you know, for these Republicans to come almost out and say negative things about him after this Russian summit, you know, they're gutless. You know, it's the people like you, the people like me, the people that are calling in, all the red states. We get it. We get it. We know what he's doing. He's got our interests up in front. And you know what? He wrote a book, The Art of the Deal. This guy knows what he's doing. He's talking to Russia. He's talking to Putin. You know, somewhere in the middle... Everything's going right. He knows what he's doing. And the liberal press, they don't care because they despise him so much. And I'm just grateful that there's more people like you and I, my husband, and the middle of this country that gets it. He's a good man. President Trump needs the full support, even of these gutless Republicans that didn't come out and support him like they should. There you go. That's what I have to say. First of all, Jackie, I appreciate you calling. That was amazing. I, uh, I'm happy that you, you took the time to share those thoughts. I'm a little sad that you live in Texas and we don't, you know, we don't air in Texas yet. Uh, but I appreciate the comments and, you know, you're, you're spot on. There's gutless Republicans out there. By the way, I'd like to point out that Rand Paul, uh, is really showing uh, a lot of gumption in this whole thing. Rand Paul is the only Republican after Donald Trump said some not so kind words about him during the election too. But Rand Paul is the only Republican who realizes that he's not and he, it's because he's not beholden to anyone he doesn't take money from anyone look at his suits you can tell right look at it, he hasn't gotten a haircut in 25 years he's not beholden to anyone for cash and that's why he's one of the few if not the only elected republican official who's standing up for the president listen speaking of standing up for the president uh they're about to stand up for him as they walk into the cabinet meeting here so i'm going to peace out you're going to hear that live you're going to have rush limbaugh later on the news if there's weather they'll break in for that um and that's all coming up on news 1045 wokv this is the mark k show thanks so much for joining me i'll be back tomorrow see you Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.